never really cared that much for your company culture before, probably the COVID-19 pandemic forced a lot of you to pay more attention to the quality of the ingredients behind your employer brand. And even though there is absolutely nothing new in talking about or developing a company culture as such, especially growth companies can really benefit from developing what I call the strategic company culture instead of what I call the fun at work company culture. Welcome to the Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. This podcast is for those who want to learn how to build a modern employer brand and master modern talent marketing. My name is Susanna Rantanen, and I'm your modern employer branding and talent marketing coach. And this podcast is brought to you by Talent Marketing School. If you want to learn more about Talent Marketing School, go to talentmarketingschool.com. episode of the Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast, I'll explain what is this fun at work culture and why it isn't at all an ideal culture for fast growing and scaling places to work. So years ago, when I was helping uh, quite a few companies to develop their company cultures, the uh, managing director in one of my client companies summarized my explanation of this very common culture type as the fun at work culture. I loved it and this term stuck with me. When companies start talking about their cultures and especially the need to start developing the company culture, the most common pattern has been this. First, the employees have been voicing their concerns about the current state of the company culture for some time. And these concerns are uh, these concerns are becoming more and more visible through the employee satisfaction surveys, through sort of uh, talk uh, on the uh, on the ground floor with uh, with the bosses and stuff. And also it, it's becoming visible by people exiting the company. Obviously, HR is, you know, is realizing that, hey, we need to do something about our culture and goes to the management about it. Well, management has no idea what developing the company culture actually means. They say that this all sounds a bit vague and we just cannot really put our finger on it. Uh, some of them might think it's, you know, starting an office decor project. But to get the HR manager happy and satisfied, they opt out to give them HR a little budget. So then what happens is the HR manager calls out employees interested in participating in this development project. Uh, a group of active and vo vo vocal employees, they come together now uh, in a workshop that is being facilitated by the HR. And the general question in the air is, if we are not content about the state of the culture now, what is the problem? And the typical answer is, it just doesn't feel fun here. We are so focused on the work and the goals and the changes and the challenges that the atmosphere doesn't feel fun anymore. Well, of course, this is then followed by the next question. So what would make the atmosphere for, for uh, more, more fun? How do we add more fun in this organization? And then starts the brainstorming with the ideas being generated on great examples of fun and those typically look like 
Well, we need a nicer social area at the office. Can we do something about the interior? Wouldn't we get a cozy sofa? Maybe some funky espresso machine so that people can gather around it? Uh, maybe some games at the office uh, too for employees to get together and relax? What about other fun activities? What if we created some after-work activities, some clubs, you know, stuff that people could do together after works? We can also ask people what those could be. What else could be fun? And the story goes on. And this is how fun at work cultures are being developed. Now, the idea is super important to all organizations, especially those that are scaling fast, growing fast, changing fast, organizations that have super ambitious goals and a lot of internal and external pressure to succeed. Those organizations most definitely need to instill a lot of fun around the more serious part of the work. I mean, who would want to even work in an organization where all the fun is gone or is being refused? One of my first summer jobs as a kid was in a cucumber plant. We were picking and packing and boxing cucumbers to be sent to supermarkets. And one time during a coffee break, uh, we were in the social room and, you know, with the other summer employees and we put the radio on. And there was obviously something funny on because we started to laugh. And uh, at that moment, the other owner just kind of stormed into this break room. And when I say that he stormed in, I really mean it because he was um, he was really tall and a big man and he was really introverted. So he hardly ever spoke anything. He was just kind of grunted a lot. And as he stormed in, he noticed the radio on and us laughing about something. And he asked in this really loud and intimidating voice, who put the radio on? You're not supposed to have fun at work. And then he switched off the radio and went on his way. And this kind of stuck in my brain. And for years when I was working in HR and, you know, developing company culture, I thought about this man and the experience that, that this moment sort of uh, gave to me as a young, I mean, I was like 13 or 14 years at the time. And, you know, fun at work is just so important, but as a central idea in developing your company culture, it's not very smart. It's not very business savvy for growth companies and growth employers, especially. Now, now I understand that you're asking, like, why isn't it ideal then? Well, let me explain. And during my early years as an entrepreneur, uh, in, in my first business, it was a startup. Uh, I was uh, developing an app for a web app for a recruitment uh, scenario. And this app that I was developing was uh, to help organizations hire employees uh, that match their company culture type. And uh, basically the sort of the key idea in this in this web app was, to help hiring employers first to identify their company culture type and then job seekers to identify what type of a company culture might be most favorable for them sort of naturally. And the plan was to use this app uh, as a recruitment software that I was developing at the same time. But the thing was, this was this was more than 10 years ago, and I was just way too early on the market with an idea like that. 
uh, I ran out of money before it took on. Uh, but to develop it, I really had to drill into like the organizational behavior, uh, like the science behind it, the theories, the research behind it, and, uh, uh, you know, to learn about what uh, organizational cultures actually mean, like scientifically. And I learned a lot about the following. I learned that a growth organization is actually a change organization. And change means the way we do things here change, as well as the dynamics of the people working here change. Because a growth organization tends to hire a lot. So, you know, the more new people you get into your into your organization and into teams, and as people change, you know, some people go, leave the company, some people move to other teams, they progress in their career, even within the same organization. So the dynamics are changing as well. And the company culture has a huge potential to work as what I then started to call as the uh, ERP, the Enterprise Resource Planning System for the required organizational behavior. And I know this sounds a little bit complex, but let me explain. So uh, if we first, if I first explain to you what the ERP system is, and for example, the very famous ERP provider Oracle defines ERP systems as that they refer to a types of software companies are using to manage their day-to-day -day business activities, such as accounting, uh, project management, procurement, uh, risk management, compliance, uh, supply chain operations, sales and stuff. Uh, so when I started to develop this culture app, uh, organizations were really high on developing their enterprise resources uh, planning systems at the same time. So this uh, uh, the 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 letters ERP. These were like in everybody's sort of mouth all the time, and this was like the topic of the of the era at the time. So that's why I started to refer this strategic company culture as the kind of an ERP system for managing operate uh, the organizational behavior. Uh, and the fast, I learned that the faster company grows, the more change there are, and that change impacts directly this company's culture, the way of working there. And it can really become a chaos where many employees are left feeling really insecure and unsure about what is expected from them unless the culture becomes the backbone for the organizational behavior, what, you know, the expected organizational behavior uh, and uh, you know, the ideal organizational behavior to drive and support that change that the organization is going through as it grows. So the greatest value then with this, what I started to refer to as strategic company culture uh, became or has had on fast growing companies and in, you know, the greatest value became in its ability to make it really transparent what kind of an organizational behavior would best drive and best support the growth and the execution of this growth strategy at any given time. Because the ideal organizational behavior, that really changes as the company grows and moves 
forward, you know, in their strategy, the, the ideal behavior isn't the same when you have five people in the organization and when you have, you know, 100 people in the organization and when you've grown into, uh, you know, thousands of employees uh, organization. So the ideal organizational behavior changes and organizational behavior is company culture. So the fun at work culture has a problem. The fun at work culture doesn't have any connection with the business strategy or the execution of it. In fact, it's totally disconnected from the business side. And when it does that, it becomes an island of benefits instead of this enterprise-wide system for driving the ideal organizational behavior. And what happens is that uh, when the strategic company culture can actually become a real competitive advantage for the business, the fun at work never will. The fun at work culture is at best fun activities, collaborative activities, benefits, a pretty working environment. Anybody can easily copy this from you. And in some industries like the tech industry, where the biggies such as the Meta, which is the former Facebook and Google are infamous for like extremely cool office spaces and office decor and, you know, like really funky benefits. Uh, and, and, you know, companies like these have really made it like a standard expectation in the tech industry that, you know, like you're nobody as an employer unless you offer like a really funky working environment and like the coolest uh, working tools and like really uh, extraordinary benefits for your employers. So these have become like a standard expectation. So, you know, they don't really add any extra value. They are like a hygienics. So developing the strategic company culture that's more complex than developing the fun at work culture. But investing in the know-how and in the implementation of it is worth thousand times more for the business and the people than this fun at work culture ever will. And, you know, strategic company culture does not deny the importance of fun at work. The choices you make and the choices you offer, for example, as your benefits, they're just strategically in line with your business needs. And because of that, they add to the transparency of what your business is doing, what your customer promises, and how you guys need to go about delivering it. It also adds a lot of transparency into how you hire, who you hire, how you motivate, how you drive results, how you set goals and objectives for work, how you reward your people, uh, and how you lead your people, and how you make all of this more transparent and logical and connected with the business strategy uh, for your people. Strategic company culture impacts the your real company values too. And when you have everything, you know, this transparent, you take off the vagueness. The vagueness is out of the picture and you actually become able to define and describe who you are and why you are 
and what type of an organizational behavior favors the strategic business goals and needs of this, this company. And this in turn gives also your prospects a really so much better opportunity to evaluate whether your company sounds like the kind of an organization where they can see themselves prosper or not. The, uh, the strategic company culture covers your company uh, strategic business emphasis, your mission, your values, and what type of an organizational behavior is expected from your people in all the levels. I mean, in all kinds of, you know, whatever positions you have, um, you know, at the grassroots level, in the middle management, in the top management, it, whatever you do, it just gives you the tool to define and really clarify what the organizational behavior expectations are, you know, across your organization in order to reach those business goals. And the strategic company culture is also the other key ingredient in what I call the product behind your magnetic employer brand. So if you are driven by company cultures, you should definitely learn more about this topic because I think it might surprise you. So I've prepped some links and some additional material for you uh, on my blog at modernemployerbrand.com. So if you go to the show notes article for this episode, you can find it at modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast 91. Then you can find additional information and links forward. And, uh, you know, let, let's see what else I'll uh, share with you there. I think I actually, I will share with you uh, a really simple sort of uh, infographic type of layout in which I pinpoint the differences between the strategic company culture and employee engagement. I think that's really exciting to see as well. That's all for this week. I really encourage you to forget about the fun at work culture and start learning about the more strategic uh, way of developing your company culture. And even though I ask you to forget about the fun at work culture, I'm not asking you to forget about fun. You just want to make the fun fit your strategic uh, uh, company culture. So if you want to see some of my ideas and and and, and suggestions, uh, as said, go to modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast 91. And if you want to start learning how to build a modern employer brand, you should join Talent Marketing School because this is this is the place where I actually teach on demand everything you need to know about mastering a modern employer branding and becoming a talent marketing pro as taught by me. Hey, come back next week for another episode on the Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. Moi moi!